We were discussing last time the time to light, right? I mean, we ended off with that Shiloh, right? Which is the game for tonight. Everyone's been asking, what time do we have to light? So the Gemara tells us, we're going to go quite quickly and swiftly through the halachas, because there's a lot to do. The Gemara tells us that Mitzvah Mishdishka Achama, which basically L'Chorim means from Shkia. L'Chorim is exactly him if that means the beginning of Shkia or the end of Shkia. The Rambam, for example, famously says in Perek Dalad, Halacha Hey, it means Shkia Mamash, right? Which means the exact time of Shkia, which I don't know exactly what is on the calendar today. It's probably around 4... 4.45? Is that, is that correct? 4.43? On Friday, yeah. On Friday. What's it? 4.42. 4.42, I bought you side. 4.42, according to the Rambam, is Shkia. Which means, and it's not only the Rambam, many were showing him hold that way, the Rashba was the way, the Vulmagoyin held that way, which is why the Minigan, many places in Eretz Yisrael, I'll be the Vulmagoyin, is to light exactly at the moment of Shkia, which is the Minig of many, many Gedoli Poiskim, and there are Scheinbergs, that's how Marish Shiva used to light exactly at the moment of Shkia, along with many, and that's the Maisa, what a lot of people of the Ashkenazim do. Toysfus, Held it was not the beginning of Shkia, it was the end of Shkia, meaning Tzaisa Kachovim, right when three stars come out, which is basically the Moganavon, the Taz, the Elirabah, and other Gedoli Poskim as well. However, there are others that hold differently. It's the second Shkia according to Rabbeinu Tam, which we're not going into now. That's running on Minhagim. So basically, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins like Toysfus. That's how the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, like Shitas Toysfus. So look at Tophashai base. Shulchan Aruch says we Paskin like Toysfus. The Vilna is, and then the Svadim are quite mackered on this. The Vilna it's Chaylik and he holds it means Shkia Mamish. Now in America, for example, Rabbi Moshe Zatzal used to light between 13 and 18 minutes after Shkia. The stipler here in Bnei Brak used to light about 18 minutes after Shkia. The Chazanish would light about 20 to 25 minutes after Shkia. Many of the Chassidim wait 10 minutes after Rabbi Nittar Ravalyash, for example, did it himself 10 minutes after Shkia. Whatever you do, whatever your minig is, most, most Ashkenazim, in yeshivas here in Eretz Yisrael, you'll see, for example, down the street over there, they also like by Shkia itself. So unless you have a clear minhag otherwise, unless you know clearly that your father, not that just he came back from work and he did it then, but he made sure to light at a certain time, unless you have that minhag, you should be lighting at Shkia. So unless, again, unless you have a clear minhag not that way, then you should light at Shkia, which is 4.43 or whatever you said it was, and obviously it changes every the day, so make sure you know what it is. Unless, again, unless you have a clear minhag not that way, means as soon as you can, it's a beautiful mitzvah to do, but whatever time you light, that there has to be a half an hour left of oil, meaning there has to be enough oil in there to last for a half an hour after people make a mistake, people make a mistake, that they think, oh, we need half an hour, from when I light. No. Half an hour from Nacht. Right? Half an hour from Nacht. So again, most people, it's not a gear, because if you have one of those cups, I can see everyone's buying, you fill it with oil, it lasts for, ah, two hours, whatever it is, so you're for sure okay, as long as you fill it up all the way, you are absolutely fine. So again, clearly, Rabbi Sai, unless you have a minig, not that way, you should be lighting a shkia. Do you have Mare first or not? So here we have the Etzim Shaila, when Shishtambak Barikas talks about this in Jews Van August. And he says, that we have a, we have a Klal Godel. We have a Klal Godel. And the Klal is, Tode V'Sheina Tode Tode Koydem. What does that mean? Whatever is more frequent. What's more frequent, I hope? Chanukah Menorah or Marev on a regular weekday? I would hope your answer is going to be Marev. If that's the case, so Marev would theoretically come first. Tode V'Sheina Tode Tode Koydem. Tells me that I should have a Marev, which is a Mitzvah Sasei Daraisa of Kriyashima every single night during Marev. Mitzvah Daraisa. It's like, it's like eating matzah on Pesach. No one would dare not eat matzah on the, on the first night of Pesach. Imagine two nights in the Chutzah, it's one night in Eretz Yisrael. Uh, who doesn't do that? Come on, matzah. Who, who wouldn't dare? Mitzvah say Daraisa. Every single day, Marif. No, it's a Daraisa. Hanukkah is what? 
It's a Durabonah. It's a very harsh of a Durabonah. But it's a Durabonah. So no, the race doesn't come before a Durabonah. Especially if you've got both of them in front of you. So the person says it's not true. Todavishainatim is only a situation when I have both in front of me. I have to choose which one to do. Do I do Marib? Do I do Krishna? Oh, oh, do I do Menorah? If you got them both in front of you, then you are right. You should do Marib first. But in the case where most of you are going to be lacking by Shkia, it's not yet the Zman of Marib. If it's not yet the Zman of Marib, it's not the Zman of Krishna, bang, there's no problem. Let him Menorah first and have any Marib afterwards. Especially as in Yeshiva, there's a Kavuda Kaminion, and therefore you don't have to worry about forgetting it. But, a person should know, if for whatever it is, you're delayed, or you're somewhere where you didn't manage to light by Shkia, could be that you should have Marib before lighting in that case. So that is the beginning time of lighting. Let's go now to the end time of lighting, right? When is the last possible time? So the Gemara tells us, right? Maybe we'll see it today in the Gemara, in the morning. Talks about the latest time to light over there. Now, the Rambam says, right? Which is interesting, the Peskorovas Madai from this Rambam, that, like the Gemara, that in every generation there's an Al-Chetichla Regimenashuk. For example, in the days of Chazal, there were no lights, which means that until everyone left the shuk, the shuk being the market, until everyone left, there was no, there was no there were people there, and then the market closed and everyone went home. So that was it, it's all over then. It's too late after that because there's no one around. Presuming this, it means for the outside oiler. The Biskarov was Badai for the Rambam, that says one second. Nowadays, there are people in the streets till 12, 1, who knows what. In fact, in the Biskarov, where he lived, what's that? To, well, I don't know about Toshachos. I've looked out the window many times at different times during the night, and there's this quiet. There are certain there are certain hours that even even in the yeshiva is nice and quiet. There are certain hours that exists. Quiet. I'll call upon him. The Biskarov lived in a place that opposite his house was a movie theater. So he held and he used to run. He used to check the last movie time, and he would make sure the candles were still going then. Because he wanted people to, people coming out, never, even if they were going, there's a shine in Rashi, whether the Pesuminist is also for going, Pashas, it is according to many Gedoyle Boiskim, that the Pesuminist is even for going. That's for Rashi that way, or by Shal's not that way, but there are many that hold it is. So every generation has the Achitecha Vegam and Ashok. So therefore, according to that, it's a Khumra, most Boiskim don't hold this way, and therefore, as long as you like with enough oil that has a half an hour to taste, you are 100% yoytz, however, if it's according to Biskurov, and people are makbid, so then it would be even later than that. Now, are you allowed to light after this time? Now, it's vain again, person goes away, person goes out, it comes back late, I mean, this child is coming all the time during Hanukkah. There's a major machlekes for Shalim if you're allowed to light after this time. Tosva says that since nowadays people light anyway inside because of Shas and Sakana, which we'll talk about, so therefore, at the end of the day, we're anyway doing it for people in the house. Therefore, as long as there are people in the house, therefore you can light, no problem. However, there's reason back even the mitzvahs, obviously you should do it as early as possible. Shabur brings it down as well, the same thing, which means Lamaisa. Up until Aloysa Shacha, you're allowed to light as long as there are people there. For example, you come home with your friend at who knows what time, and you, you didn't light the menorah, which is not so posh. It could be that you should ask a shliach to actually light your menorah at the right time, rather than you lighting at two o'clock in the morning, by the way. But if for whatever reason you weren't able to do that, you've got your menorah with you, you're traveling, you're going somewhere, you're driving, till you get there's going to be one o'clock in the morning, and there's people up. And it's before daylight, you are absolutely allowed to make a bracha and light the menorah, even if it's one o'clock in the morning, because at the end of the day, there are other people over there. Now, <coughs> as I said, we're going to go swiftly through some of our lochas. The Mishabur tells us, Tafashayim basically, that once the uh, Zman of Hadlaka comes about, this Vena Ger Yoda for tonight, okay, 
And that is, once this man, it's, it's negated to, it's negated to you, it's negated to you. That once this man of Adlaka comes about, is his Asa to do any Malacha, Chazal was scared that you may come to forget to light the Menorah. So it starts from a half an hour before Shkia. So if Shkia is around a quarter to five, so it comes out that quarter past four already is the Zman of, uh, you've got to be very, very careful. That means you can't have a Suda, can't wash. You're not allowed to have a suda. Mazoinus. You're not allowed to have more than a kibetza. You can have a snack, you can have fruits, you can have vegetables, you can have a drink, you can have a coffee. But you can't have more than a kibetza of mazoinus and you definitely cannot wash at that time. Because you're having a suda. Learning Torah is also asa at that time. When this man comes, which is going to be around 4.15, which we have a problem. Because here in the yeshiva, Seder finishes, and you guys are like, one second, this is a big problem over here. Seder finishes at 4.30. What are we going to do from 4.15 to 4.30? And the answer is very portion. If you learn the halachas of Hanukkah, Chazal were not worried. How do we know this? Because we know there's halacha that you're not to enjoy the light. You're not to enjoy that on, on Shabbos, because you may come to, of the candles, because you may come to Tilda. But if you're learning Hilcha Shabbos, then we're not worried. Sending over here, you're learning Hilcha Shabbos. What do you think Rabbi Kanievsky does? He sits there and just, and just waits for the time. Slicha. Avada not, right? He sits and learns. What does he learn? Hilcha Shabbos. Whether it's the Gemara, whether it's the Rambam, whether it's the Mishapura, it's Baruch Hashem enough to learn Hilcha Shabbos that will keep us busy for 15 minutes from quarter past four to half past four. We don't have to worry about it so much. By the way, the Vilna Goin, the Gura, holds that if you make a Shoma, then it helps. So I'm, I am, I'm, I'm volunteering to be everybody's Shoma. Bezal Shem, I'll be here. I'll be everyone uh, Shoma. If you're worried about learning after quarter past four, don't worry about it. I'll remind you to light the menorah. And then if you have no problem whatsoever sleeping, our father is also, there's no portion, it's a double portion, Adam Oid. And therefore, what's that? Could you have a Shoma sleeping? Yeah, sure. Could you have a Shoma that wakes you up? You have no problem with sleeping also. What's that? Who? Are you volunteering? sleeping now. That's not, uh, that's not, well, no, definitely not. Okay, let's move on, Rabbi Sai. Let's move on. There's a lot of shyness to discuss. We're not going to get to all of them today, but I'd like to get to some of them today. Uh, tomorrow we could do a few more as well. We have got to, we've still got to discuss the area of Shabbos and Motta Shabbos. It's a very common shyness. Where to light, what time to light, all those sorts of shyness. Davini Mincha early. We're going to discuss also what happens if candles go out. There's all that we're going to discuss, even discussing donuts and nuts, because we never discuss any of those things. So, the first real shyness is where a person should light, right? I'll be very, very bikitsa about this, even though normally in previous years I've spent a long time on this, but I'm going to be very, very bikitsa. In a time of Chazal, the Gemara tells us very clearly, the Gemara, the Gemara Shabbos Chavala from the base tells us, Mitzvah Nicha Pesach Beisim Lebachot. So often the Gemara, so the first Gemara, that the place to light the Menorah is Tefach, <coughs> we'll get to Tefach soon, is on the Pesach Beisim, so it means on the entrance of your house. So, right? People ask sometimes, can I light up the street? No, why not? Because it has to be Shayach to a house. There's no such halach of lighting on the street. Because the din of Hanukkah is a din bias. And therefore you have to show that it came from the house. That's where the whole controversy comes from. Do you light inside or outside? But a component has to have a shaykh to a house. Time to light downstairs in the middle of the, in the, middle of the, the, the alleyway downstairs to the yeshiva is obviously not going to turn anything because at the end of the day that is not considered to be shaykhs of the house. It has to be that this is coming from a house. Baruch Hashem, you guys are easy. You live in the yeshiva, you sleep here, you eat here, you learn here. So therefore this whole bias is considered to be your house and any entrance coming up from this building will be considered to be a house. The Gemara does tell us, Bashasa Sakona, they lit inside. That's what they did, Bashasa Sakona. They stopped letting outside and they lit inside. Right? So, first of all, what does it mean in Sakona? Right? So the Gemara is obviously talking about a real danger. That's what they used to do. Rashi explains... That, that there were people that did have a desire and they used to look inside their house. They used to look outside the house to see who's got a candle there. And therefore, if you light the inside, you close the cur- curtains, nobody sees it whatsoever. That's what they did in that case. Now, there's a Shiloh even Bisman Hazet. 
if it's a sakana or not. For example, the Choch B'Shloimer brings down in Shem Choftes, it means Bekoach Nefesh. That means if it's not Bekoach Nefesh, they have no heter to light inside. The Machzah Shekha brings down in Tosis. And Shabbos also, he's talking about Korav Sakana. And the Ritva, which is the biggest Chedesh Ritva Pimigodim brings as well, is that Hefsud moment. That if you're going to light outside and someone's going to steal your menorah, very good, very good. That, that's exactly how you in mind. Says the Ritva, that's a Shasa Sakana. Someone's going to steal your menorah. That Kabbalah, a beautiful glass case with the LED lights inside it. Everyone's going to want one of those, right? So therefore, it says the Ritva, Hezek Mamrin or Tsarkov, somebody once told me they lived in a place in America. I don't remember where this was years ago. Somebody sent me an email, told me he's, because he's in some random place in the middle of nowhere in America. And all of a sudden, he got a brick through his window. Because he lit the manoeuvre by the window and everyone saw it outside and some going came past and turned a brick in there. So it could be that's a heta to what the Gemara says. Let me just for say and tell you like this. No, it's over there. Now tell you like this, Rabbi Say. Um, there's a safer, Gvaldiga safer, Shailas and Shuvas, Dva Yeshua. Dva Yeshua was a Rav in uh, Tel Aviv. Mamash a huge place. Mamash a going between Unbelievable yet. He wrote to Tshuva, and he says, amazing thing, he says, I came to Shalim, on Hanukkah, and I see everyone's lighting the menorah, and none of them are yaitza. What's the pshat? Because they're all lighting outside. So they're not yaitza the mitzvah. So what are you talking about? The Gemara says he meant to light it outside, right? He says, yes, but the Gemara says, Bishat HaSakona, you light it inside. When did that change? Who decided that it's no longer Bishat HaSakona, what's this Raya, the most beautiful Raya in the world? The Gemara Rosh Hashanah. What the Gemara tells us by Tkia Shofar, we all know that originally when is Shofar meant to be on Rosh Hashanah? Hello? He's doing in Shachos. Why did we change it to Musaf? The Gemara tells us. They couldn't do it in Shachos. They had to change blowing the Shofar on Rosh Hashanah to Musaf. One second. What do we do now? Musaf. Is it Shasa Sakona? No. So we don't change. That means if the Gemara tells us that Shasakana means you change it from Shachos to Musaf, we don't know that it changed. We keep it that way. No. So the Gemara says by Hanukkah, Shasakana, you light inside, and then of a die. Who said it changed? The light outside. You're not Yetzir. So for the Ashram, there's a whole Chubin Kavit Chubis to say it's not true nowadays. It did change. I'll pee the Rishon that hold what the Sakana is. We're not going into now. But I'll go upon him. The Biskarov was very, very Makbit. Very, very much, but that a person like outside, which is what you'll see in most places in Yerushalayim for sure, and Eretz Yisrael in general, people are outside, where the chotzeh is. Now the problem is what the chotzeh is. That's the biggest problem nowadays. What is, you know, it's got to be a Pesach Beisah. What is the Pesach Beisah? You have an apartment building, and the apartment building you have a stack, and the stack leads to a, this road, at least to that road. There are so many shilas, I'm not going to go into it at this moment of time, because every shilas is different. Hazanish, for example, held that you like by the window. If you have a window in your house that looks overlooked somewhere else, by the way, even if it's more than 20 amas, which is Pashtus, the highest share, but if you've got other, like for example, if we would be lighting in the base medrash right now, from this window right now, I could see all the apartments over there. I am more than 20 amas from the floor. It doesn't make a difference, right? That's what Shabbos at Sal and many other places came held, like Revolution, Shevet Alevi, a true on this as well, that if you've got other apartments opposite directly window, then you're okay. Ah, 10th Fochim from the ground, we all know 10th Fochim is a famous thing, even though, by the way, many of Shane leave it out. But even if you don't go with that, Al Kaponim, the, 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 the soil of Hanukkah is meant to be 10th Fochim. Why is it? Al Pichasid, it's double portion, because you bend down. The Shechina comes down to us. That's what's the, the holy soil of Hanukkah. And Hanukkah, the Shechina comes down to us lower than 10th Fochim, which is as normally the Rebbe doesn't come so low, but the Rebbe on Hanukkah does. It shows us however low we are, however fallen, however much we've fallen, the Bonjum always comes to us. And the Bonjum wants to help us. And the Bonjum wants to be Kaddish us. That's what Hanukkah is. How many people have to be able to see it? 
Doesn't make a difference. There's no shit. There's no shit. You have to go to one apartment with one person living there. That's good enough. There's no shit to how many people have a living there. That is okay. Tefach al Pesach based on That's what the Gemara tells us. So, basically, um, without going into all the different sugars, because there's a lot of different sugars over here, and that is, the Gemara tells us, Chobbes and Shabbos, Nechanika, Mitzvah, Nechanika, Tefach, Smuch, and the Pesach. It's got to be one Tefach next to it. Tefach is this, right? Next to the Pesach. What's the reason? Says Rashi, because it's no longer Nika, if it's more than a Tefach away from the Pesach, then it belongs to the Pesach. So you'll tell me, ah, you're in Yeshiva, you've got those things that are way more than a Tefach going this way and that way. And by the way, you look at every yeshiva, they have the same issue, and the answer is very partial. The post can say that since it comes, it starts from a tefah, and everyone knows it comes from that Pesach, and therefore no one's choshish that it does not come from the Pesach, right? Um, okay, there's a lot, there's, uh, there is a tremendous amount more to do, but Hashem. Tomorrow, we'll go to the sugya of Erev Shabbos, Motor Shabbos. What happens if the flame goes out, the candles goes out? The boys have kavana. Tonight's a Gavaldiga Mitzvah, there's a lot of Kedusha, there's a lot of Tahara, the Avonisha comes down, he wants to help us, there's a lot of Mesir Snefesh, there's a lot of things going on, and there is a lot of Kodesh Hain, we spoke about it, Shalashudas, there's so much going on. Be, Mamash, be prepared, on time, set up all your manure, get ready, get everything going, and Be'ez Hashem, the Avonisha will give us all tremendous scores, and it's have a wonderful day.